0: It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio.
1: It's raining tacos.
2: A very good Wednesday morning to you. October 4th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend on this National Taco Day. Oh, God. It's rainy tacos. Bless
3: us, everyone. Let's have tacos for dinner. Let's have tacos for breakfast. There's
2: nothing wrong with a breakfast taco. I love Some it. Some eggs in there. and Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Very good. I've already received a text message from a local restaurant letting me know they've got deals going on today. So there you go. Okay. There's your heads up. It's National Taco Day, so (laughs) there may be a location near you that has a taco taco. deal going on.
3: All right, David, put in front of you, do you want to pick the crunchy taco or the soft taco? Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go with the soft taco. Okay. Because I can fold it easier, and I'm going to go with the fish taco.
3: The fish taco. I love okay. fish tacos. So there are certain fillings that do go in a soft taco shell. Yeah. And and fish tacos is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You put that. Uh the other one is like carne asada.
2: Yeah. Taco. is right. always in a soft shell. Yeah.
3: I prefer to crunch.
2: Oh. Okay. So I like yeah. the crunchy taco. I have not had a crunchy taco in a long, long time. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a crunchy taco. I've had plenty of the soft tacos, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, just that's interesting that you asked that question because I wouldn't even have thought of that, really. I would, it's when, was, when I was thinking taco, I was thinking the soft taco with the fish in there, and then you have a little cabbage in there. Right. And,
3: and uh, then that little kind of a, it's like a cream sauce yeah, that's right. for fish that's yeah.
2: always very good. A little spicy. <gasps>
3: I'm just going public, to publicly announce it right now. I hope she is listening. There is nobody I know on this earth that makes a taco better than my
2: mom. Oh, that's nice. Hands
3: down, Yeah. best tacos ever.
2: Now, is she making crunchy tacos? Or yes. Yeah, she's doing the crunchy yep, tacos. she does. Okay.
3: And uh, it's the best.
2: Yeah. Absolutely you, the best. You know, with those crunchy tacos, you have to have those deals where they stand up in the like their little slots. Little the, slots the, to help fill the, the, them? Yeah. To hold you, them up. hold them up, yeah.
3: Yeah, no, we don't seem to have any problem with that because my mom fries the... I mean, it's not like she gets the shell... You know, she gets a corn tortilla and yeah. puts the meat in it, and then fries it so that way it's folded okay. over. Yeah. and it th- those shut real tight, so that way it'll hold everything. You know, you gotta while they're still hot, get everything in there. Right, and they'll hold they'll hold everything in there all just right. fine. I'm just saying.
2: You know, when we were little, we all we ate were crunchy tacos. Crunchy tacos, and you'd buy them that were already molded.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I didn't get those in my house. Yes, but my, that's, I, that's my what I mother, remember. Too proud of a Mexican yeah. oh. woman to ever, probably, no. to you know, do yeah. anything like that. No.
2: Uh, you had the real McCoy. Oh.
3: Because I had a real Mexican mama in my house. But you remember (laughs) how you could
2: buy them? They were already pre-molded.
3: And then don't you remember they got real fancy because of that problem? Because they'd fall over. Then there was one of the brands that made them. So that way they stood up on their own.
2: on the bottom. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure they're still out there. I just haven't shopped for them in a while. But uh, see, and here's the other question. Because I'm definitely a preference. You can buy, like if you're buying soft soft tacos uh the flour tortilla or right. the corn tortilla and i'm a much bigger fan of the flour tortilla oh yeah. okay i like the flour tortilla yeah better.
3: if there's an if there's an option for anything i'm gonna go with the corn tortilla okay yeah unless it's a burrito
2: yeah now, right. burritos I, yeah. go
3: in a flour tortilla okay. everything else i'm gonna put it in a corn tortilla right. david <laughs> the corn tortillas taste better
2: yeah well I, I for some reason i just uh, I like the uh, flour tortilla right. I, I, it it digests easier for me
3: oh, uh, the corn tortilla, David is like manna from heaven for <laughs> yeah,
2: me okay well, let's <laughs> like get I can have
3: one every single day
2: well, I'm glad to report it is uh, national taco day, and I hope that uh, folks are going to have some tacos for dinner i now uh, see now, I definitely want my yeah. I'm
3: having tacos for dinner that's it i'm yeah. going to stop on my way home.
2: What are you putting in it?
3: Well, so we go with the the traditional you know beef taco now this is the the way that my mom made them is that you take the raw hamburger meat you season it up with onions and potatoes and things like that and you just spread it on the corn tortilla gotcha and then you drop it in the hot oil and it all cooks together and then you start mm -hmm. filling everything in there you must have like an avocado tomato yeah. salsa that's the best yeah. part of the taco
2: sure you like sour cream
3: uh our, my daughters do uh, i don't know if it's my mom's side of the family or what but everybody has their peculiar ingredients mm-hmm. we go with cream cheese actually oh wow okay yeah. and it, it's kind of a nice smooth. Nice. i don't know why but that's yeah kind of part of what makes her tacos so good i think
2: mom (laughs) would you make me one yeah hungry
3: right now i can't even stand (laughs) it we got to do a two-hour show
2: i know sorry about that so uh what do you have coming up
3: on the feast of saint francis we celebrate today Pope francis issues the awaited part two of Laudato Si',
2: and in it he's got a warning for the whole world all right look forward to hearing about that and uh tell you about it plane crash in Newburgh. I saw that night. how yeah. frightening it, in, into a house there so we'll have the story for you there
3: all right we got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning we'll start with a lob and resurrection and we are David and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Mater Day radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary
2: is a lob and resurrection it is 7:11 at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life david and brenda with you on this wednesday national taco day now that we're all hungry
3: oh my goodness <laughs> well, i'm already making out my shopping list
2: all right i, I like that well you ready to jump into the pool it is time to start cyo swimming we'll check in with mark lee right after the forecast
5: Please join Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O oh Jesus, through the Immaculate
6: Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit Maturadayradio.com.
2: Romans 421 assures us that whatever God has promised, he is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewbergor.org.
7: That's stpeternewbergor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise matri Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matrady Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at motherdayradio.com that's motherdayradio.com to learn more you could be our next show host and media producer helping us lead souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary at motherday radio
3: and it is 7:14 here at motherday radio with some more patchy morning fog that's gonna turn into a partly sunny and dry afternoon. Mild temperatures today gonna hit the upper 60s for your high today. Then overnight, cooling off to 52 degrees. And tomorrow begins this string of sunny, warmer days. Thursday, 78 degrees. We'll be in the low 80s on Friday and Saturday. So nice lead into the weekend.
2: No doubt about it. Currently, 54 degrees at St. Francis Church in Sherwood.
3: And it is 57 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver.
0: It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization
2: and it is everyone into the pool as the portland area catholic youth organization gets sets to dive into the swimming season with all the details is the director of swimming for cyo that would be mark lee and he joins us this morning how you doing mark
8: i'm doing very well good morning
2: good morning to you how how long have you been the director of swimming at cyo i know we've talked to you several times been a while now (laughs)
9: You know, I think it is. Uh, this is my 19th year. Wow, my 36th year uh, with a swimming program through CYO.
2: That is awesome, Mark. That is just fantastic to hear that. Thank you for all of your work on that. I know it's a great program. People love it. Can you swim the butterfly? I can. You can. I've always. I, it's it, I've, not very well, you know, but I can. It's. I could never get the kick down. It's. It's. What is that like? The dolphin kick. It is a dolphin kick, yeah,
9: and it, it incorporates the entire body. So give them some instruction and some guidance. I bet you could.
2: Well, I I, I, don't, know, I don't know if I, at my advanced age, I don't know if I'm flexible enough anymore. But, uh, hey, I, I will give it a try, certainly. But the CYO swimming season is off and running right now, or off and swimming right now, I guess I should say. So what's the season entail?
9: The season starts off with practices, which began on October 1st. And then uh, we have about a month of practices and working with the kids. Then in November, the first, second, and third week of November, we have our developmental meets. And then we have two weeks in December and one week in January. And then we begin our championships uh, mid to later January.
2: Nice. Excellent. And so I know that there's different age groups, age categories for the swim program. Uh, Break those down for us. Mm
9: Um, Actually, we begin, we're the the youngest, or we have the youngest ages that can participate with CYO Sports. We begin with pre-K through three, third grade, and that would be our poly group. Then we go to fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and that would be our cub group. And then we end with our seventh and eighth graders, um, which would form the cadet group.
2: Excellent. And so with, with the with the little swimmers there, the poly group, I mean, what level of swimming do they have to have any knowledge of swimming, any skills of swimming, or how does that work? Well,
9: it, that's a good question. It's actually, we're not a swim lessons. Actually, we are a swim team, right. so they should have some swimming skills. We say that they should be able to swim 25 yards in any manner. That means that they can go from their front to their back they can even hang onto the lane lines, but I will also say that there are teams that have the capacity to work with swimmers in a safe manner. And I'm, in particular, my own team that I work with. Uh, we've had swimmers that cannot swim the width of two lane lines, mm-hmm. but uh, by the end of the year, we've had them swimming 50 yard races. So the progression is phenomenal.
2: Uh, that is wonderful, and I and I've always looked at the swimming program too as uh, similar to track and field. It's it's a team sport because you're on a team, yet it's also an individual sport too as you're trying to progress with your skill level. And I, I know you see it that way as well.
9: I absolutely do. I th- I think that swimming, one, it is a it's considered to be one of the best conditioning sports overall. And I know that as a I was a high school coach for one of the Catholic high schools, and they had their track athletes and their football athletes and some of their basketball athletes. They were asked to be part of the swim team because of the development of core strength, which is that's one of the strongest points of, CY or, uh, of swimming. Right. And then um, it's a life-saving skill, and it's a skill that you can use throughout your entire life. Uh, we've had, I mean, there are people out there that are in their nineties that are still swimming. So, um, it's a great sport.
2: No no doubt about it. We're speaking with Mark Lee, is the Director of Swimming for the Catholic Youth Organization here in the Portland area as the swimming season gets underway for CYO. I should ask you, too, about registration if uh, parents want to get their kids signed up for swimming. Uh, I don't know, can they join a club, a, a Catholic school? What's the best way to go about doing that?
9: The best way would be to go to the CYO Camp Howard website, And on the home page, there's a, towards the top, there's an actual link that says register for swimming or swimming now, register now for swimming. And if you click on that link, it'll open up uh, the listing of all the clubs that offer all the CYO sports and swimming will be listed for each of those. We've uh, set that up so that if you click on your parish or your club, um, it'll then direct you to the correct swim team. Um, there are we began on October 1st so there are actually some clubs that are at their capacity and but we refer them to other teams that they could go to
2: oh nice excellent again that's CYO's website that is CYOcamphoward.org CYOcamphoward.org and you work how many how many different strokes do you work on
9: We do all four competitive strokes. Uh, In our poly group, our youngest group, the pre-K through three, we do not introduce the butterfly. That is a pretty tough stroke for younger swimmers, but we uh, do offer all the other strokes. So it would be the freestyle, which is the front crawl. We do backstroke. We do breaststroke and butterfly.
2: Excellent. Well, and the butterfly is a hard one for me as well. And I'm older. <laughs> so well,
9: butterfly is is mostly strength, yeah. but actually, breaststroke is is the hardest stroke to teach. Yeah, um, and and the one that requires the most amount of timing and coordination. Mm-hmm. So that's one that uh, actually we have a, a swim clinic that we're offering for our coaches um, this Saturday, and uh, we will be teaching how to present that to children and and working with children.
2: Excellent. Sounds wonderful. Again, he is the Director of Swimming for the Catholic Youth Organization. Mark Lee, the swimming season is underway. Mark, always great to talk with you. And again, thank you for all your work with the swimming program. Really appreciated.
9: I I get by far more out of it than I have ever put into it. So it's my privilege. Uh,
2: It's great to hear. Well, look, thank you. Great luck with the season. We'll catch up with you soon. God bless. Thank you.
3: It is 722 here at Mater Dei Radio. Your oh, kids swam, right? All three of my yeah. daughters, little mermaids, they learned in CYO how to perfect those uh, strokes, and all three of them went on to swim in their high school. Uh, if not for COVID, all three of them would have been captain of their swim team wow. their senior year. That's great. I mean, that is a fantastic sport. And mm-hmm. for families, you know, if you've got a lot of kids and you want them to do sports, but traveling all over can be difficult for different practices and things, join swimming Mm. everybody gets in the pool together they just break up the lanes by age group and all of the meets are together also so it is a fantastic sport and mark's right this is a skill lifelong my daughter's by far but strong strong swimmers That's they excellent. are fantastic so definitely check that out and i'll be sure to add a link to today's podcast the interview with mark that'll get you also right to cyo swimming you check it out at MontredayRadio.com and the Hail mary media app
4: support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
10: Hello, this is Emily Jaminet with a Mother's Moment. Okay, mothers. Do we believe that our Lord wants us to succeed in our daily duties? Do we know in our heart that God is not only cheering us on as parents, but actually there to strengthen us? In Romans 8:31, it states, What shall we say to this? If God is for us, who is against us? Is it possible for us to fail in our mission if God is for us? Who can be against us? If God is on our side, he is the same God who set the Israelites free from Egypt. He is the God of the martyrs and saints who stood tall in the face of death and live on for eternity to tell us about it. He is the same God who cares about you and me and our daily happenings. He is there to help us, not only in the big moments, but in the small daily trials too. In the scripture, it states, what shall we say to this? Our Lord knows it's hard for us to surrender to him. So remember, St. Paul makes it very clear, if God is for us, who is against us? Well, the person who is against us does not want you to succeed. He wants you to despair and be discouraged. That is the evil one. So when you begin to head down that road, call upon the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to increase our faith so that we know you are there for us in our daily moments. Amen. May we be a light in this world by knowing God is on our side and wanting to strengthen us
2: season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Dei Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at MaterDeiRadio.com
0: they're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the morning blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
2: 726 in Mater Day Radio. I'll tell you about a plane crash in Newburgh last night. That's coming up in the news.
3: And on the feast of St. Francis, Pope Francis issues the awaited part two, Laudato Si. And he has a warning for the whole world. I'll have that story for you coming up in news in three minutes. Here is Dana Catherine. My Savior in me. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Uh, 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 uh. Tell me, Lord, tell me, Lord, how can it be
11: that you would choose to use someone like
2: Catherine and my Savior in me. It is seven thirty at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
3: In your news, Pope Francis on Wednesday released a new document on the environment that he has described as the second part of his 2015 encyclical Laudato Si. And it warns of grave consequences if humanity continues to ignore the threat of climate change. The apostolic exhortation titled La Date Deum that translates praise God is meant to address what Pope Francis in the document calls the global social issue of climate change. The Pope said that in the eight years since Laudato Si was published, our responses have not been adequate to address ongoing ecological concerns. Pope Francis wrote that the effects of climate change are here and increasingly evident and warned of increasing heat waves and the possibility of melting of the polar ice caps, which he said would lead to immensely grave consequences for everyone. Laudate Deum's publication date today is the feast of St. Francis of Assisi, from whom Pope Francis drew his pontifical name at the start of his papacy in 2013. It is also the start date of the first month long assembly in Rome of the ongoing Synod on Synodality.
2: Mm, it'll be interesting to read more of that. Uh, I know you're hitting kind of the highlights right there, but just mm-hmm. to see.
3: Yeah, and different too. The first Laudato see is. An encyclical. This one, Apostolic Exhortation. Okay. Not the same category.
2: Well, a small plane crashed into a home in Newburgh last night, killing two people and injuring another inside the plane, according to Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue. Fire department spokesman said people began calling 911 around 7 p.m. to report a plane spiraling toward the ground. The plane crashed into the home off of North Cedar Street no one on the ground was injured. Officials say there were people inside the home, but they were able to get out safely. The crash created a large hole in the roof and the plane came to rest inside the residence. The plane was still inside the home shortly before nine last night. What caused the plane to crash would be investigated by the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board. TVFNR is working with the Red Cross to help those who lived in the home and were displaced because of the
10: crash.
3: Three children and seven adults were killed when a Catholic church in New Mexico collapsed during mass on Sunday. The tragedy occurred in the Gulf of Mexico City of Ciudad Madero. State Governor Americo Villarreal said 70 were believed to have been inside at the time. That represented a kind of miracle in itself. A parish priest said that minutes before the collapse, the main Sunday mass, attended by as many as 300 people, had just ended and people had exited the church. Locals rushed to the scene with whatever tools they could get a hold of and were working to rescue victims. Rescue teams and military personnel soon arrived, bringing search dogs thermal imaging cameras, earth-moving equipment, and a crane. Some people may have been able to survive because pews broke the fall of the collapsing ceiling. AP said that National Seismological Services did not report any seismic activity strong enough to cause such damage at the time of the collapse. The state security spokesman's office said it appeared to be a structural failure, but Governor Villarreal said no problems with the church had been reported
2: previously. Well, the House of Representatives is in the market for new leadership. This after Speaker Kevin McCarthy was voted out of a job Tuesday in an extraordinary showdown, a first in U.S. history that was forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and through the House and its Republican leadership into chaos. Next steps are uncertain, but there is no obvious successor to lead the House Republican majority at this point. Removing the Speaker launches the House Republicans into a difficult task of trying to replace McCarthy. You may remember it took 15 rounds in January over multiple days of voting before McCarthy secured the support from his colleagues to gain the gavel. Following yesterday's stunning vote after a contentious floor debate, Patrick McHenry, a Republican from North Carolina, took the gavel and, according to House rules, was named Speaker pro temp to serve in the office until a new speaker is chosen. So. When is
3: that vote going to happen? Do we know?
2: <laughs> Who knows?
3: Oh my goodness. That was so bizarre. I yeah, it just It's I was really shocked when I got home and turned on the news. Yeah. Well, drivers beware if you're planning to take I-84 near the I-205 interchange, may run into issues this weekend, TriMet is warning. According to a spokesperson, both directions of I-84 will be closed for three days starting Friday, Friday. October 6th through 5 a.m. Monday, October 9th, due to the final construction of a new light rail bridge. The construction is part of TriMet's A Better Red project, a multi-year construction project that extends the Red Line to Hillsboro to enhance train movement between the airport and Gateway Transit Center. Now, according to TriMet, max and bus service won't be affected by the construction. However, Drivers need to plan for alternative routes. TriMet recommends looking at trip check for up-to-date traffic information. All right, that's
2: kind of been an ongoing project. So this is this is the end of it. They say
3: this is the end of it. All right. We'll see.
2: (laughs) Yeah. In sports, major league baseball playoffs got underway yesterday with four wild card games. In the American League, it was the Texas Rangers over the Tampa Bay Rays, four to nothing. And the Minnesota Twins beat the Toronto Blue Jays three to one in the National League. The Arizona Diamondbacks down the Milwaukee Brewers six to three, and the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Florida Marlins four to one. All the winners are now up one to nothing in the best of three series. Four more wild card games on tap for today.
3: Typically, saints are celebrated each year on the day of their death, marking their first day in heavenly bliss. However, this doesn't always work in the liturgical calendar, and sometimes historians don't know the exact date of a saint's death or confuse dates on the calendar. In the case of St. Francis of Assisi, he died in the evening of October 3rd. In the year 1226, members of the Franciscan order continued to recollect his last hours with a service called the transitus of St. Francis. The Latin word transitus simply means passing over. And so it marks the passing over of St. Francis of Assisi into eternal life. One of the reasons why St. Francis of Assisi was assigned October 4th in the liturgical calendar was because there was some confusion about when he died. When saint Francis of Assisi was canonized by Pope Gregory the Ninth, the date of his feast was fixed on october fourth, and he said, We decree that his birth be celebrated worthily and solemnly by the universal church on the fourth of October, the day on which he entered the kingdom of heaven freed from the prison of flesh. St. Bonaventure also wrote A Life of St. Francis of Assisi in his biography. He writes, now the Holy Father departed from the shipwreck of this world in the year 1226 of the Lord's incarnation on the fourth day of October, a late even of a Saturday, and on the Sunday he was buried. So what makes things confusing is that when you look at the calendar of 1226, yeah. October 3rd is a Saturday, October 4th is a Sunday. And if St. Francis died on a Saturday evening, then he technically died October 3rd. Furthermore, in some places in medieval Europe, days ended at sundown. So while St. Francis may have died on the evening of the 3rd, in their reckoning, he died on the 4th. All right. Nonetheless, today is the day we're going to celebrate St. Francis of Assisi.
2: Sounds good.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
3: And this evening at 5.30 for the Feast of St. Francis, you can have a blessing of your animals at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Bring your pet to Holy Redeemer Church in Vancouver to be blessed on this feast day. The blessing will happen promptly at 5.30 p.m. outside the front of the church. Animals must be on leashes or... Contained righty remember you can find details on these and other events go to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app
2: and we'll check in with young Catholic professionals right after the forecast greetings and blessings to
7: all of you listening to mater day radio join me father gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of mater day radio in this prayer to saint joseph let us pray saint joseph you are the chaste and loving spouse of the virgin mary the foster father of jesus the protector and provider of the holy family and all families we have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the
2: abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. For more
5: prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
6: What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Durko. Please join me on your next mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to your
5: next mission from God, Saturday mornings at 715 and Sunday mornings at 8 15. Right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio.
2: And it is 742 at Monterey Radio. Well, it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day today. A little fog, low clouds in the morning, high of 67 degrees, partly sunny this afternoon, and partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 54. And then Thursday warms up a little bit, becoming sunny after some morning clouds, a high of 77.
3: Currently, it is 55 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out in Banks.
2: And 53 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene.
12: Good morning, this is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, sharing an update on the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. The mission of Young Catholic Professionals, or YCP, is to encourage young adults to work and witness for Christ. YCP puts on monthly events around the Portland area and sometimes in the Willamette Valley that are open to all young adults in their 20s and 30s. Now, for myself, being part of YCP has been a tremendous blessing and I'm excited for our listeners to get to know more of these incredible young adults who run this ministry. My guest today is Grace Hincapié, who serves as YCP Portland's Director of Evangelization. Good morning, Grace. Thank you for being with me today.
13: Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for having me.
12: Oh, of course. Uh, Grace, I'm just so excited that We get to have a conversation about YCP today. And what makes this even more special is that we actually met about one year ago when you were here at the station and volunteering to answer phones during Fall share Do you Do you remember that? I really do. I was actually thinking back about that today when I was thinking about this interview. I'm like, oh my goodness,
13: Lord, like a year ago today. Well, not today. Well, actually, October. Very yeah, close. Very time. close. At the same
12: time. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> since that time, you know, we've become good friends and we've served on the YCP leadership team together. Uh, so I know a little bit about you, but our listeners don't. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got involved with Young Catholic Professionals?
13: Yes. Well, so I'm a cradle Catholic born and raised between Oregon and Washington. I'm from a large family and I just grew up loving everything to do with the liturgy, the faith. I really had um, an appreciation actually for the local church out in Portland. So it's just awesome that the Lord has brought me back here to now serve in this capacity. Um, My background is in marketing, but I decided to change it up and pursue the healthcare field. So I'm currently um, a nursing assistant at a hospital over here in Vancouver. And I actually, I knew YCP actually in high school, and I was so excited, (laughs) I know, for the time when I could finally join in a few more years. And so after high school and all of that, I actually ended up spending time in a house of formation with some religious sisters. And when that time ended, I came back to the Portland area and was really just begging the Lord for community, for whatever that would look like. And I ended up volunteering at the fall share like Sarah said previously, <laughs> at the radio station, and that's where we met. And she mentioned YCP. I went to my first event and then ended up joining the team. And community was really what I found through YCP of just from the members, especially on the leadership team. That has been such a beautiful um, experience and opportunity and everything that the Lord's opened up through this.
12: Oh, that's, that's amazing. And, and I think you're so right um, that I think so many of us have found a wonderful community through YCP. And now that you've had this experience yourself, Grace, can you share a little bit about what YCP could offer to any young adult out there? Yes.
13: Well, I mean, I think from my own personal experience of just even attending my first event, it was a networking happy hour, and honestly, it was a breath of fresh air to just be around young people, you know, having a drink, talking about life, uh, sharing the joys and sorrows of their faith journey, and I remember leaving that event and just saying to myself, you know, there's something here. Um, I need to, mm-hmm. like, I need to stay here. I need just need to figure this out, and I truly, like, that was just resounding in my heart that there was something here, and I think, you know, YCP, it bridges the gap between faith, your young professional life, but also human formation. And again, echoing that community. And I think that's huge because for young adults, you know, it's the time of transition, whether that's Mm -hmm. coming from college, um, from relationships, from friendships, a lot of times we're moving to new areas. Everyone's looking for stability. Um, Everyone's looking to belong to something. And this is a beautiful time that the Lord can do so much um, during these years of transition. Right. And he wants to speak into the, these years for us. Like he really wants to be a part of it. And I think YCP provides that opportunity for a, just like a natural um, community to be a part of. And by just going to like a networking happy hour, you're going to meet people, you know, across all walks of life in different areas of their faith. They could be you know, actively practicing. They could also be just looking um, at the faith for the first time. And so I think you'll find everyone in YCP, but you'll also find something deeper, maybe that you didn't even know you were looking for, because I think the Lord has provided a beautiful, um, I guess, experience mm-hmm. through the organization of YCP. So again, if that's like community or mentorship for your um, professional life, like you'll find that here.
12: Wow, that's a beautiful way to really sum up what we're all about. And wow, you said that so well. And I love what you said, uh, especially about, you know, the Lord wants to be part of these years. I think maybe sometimes when we're young adults and we're in the thick of all the messiness of life, we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. I There's only so much I can do right now. or There's only so much I can really do for the Lord or, or or grow in my spiritual life or whatever it is, it just sometimes feels like this isn't the time for that and that'll happen later in my life. But you're so right that the Lord wants to be part of this now and and that this time really can be a gift and it's a, it's a special time to grow um, in our relationship with the Lord and with each other. I, I just love how you said that.
13: Oh yes, absolutely. I think these years are definitely years of foundation. They're not an in-between, they're not a until, or um, just wait until something happens. They're truly years of foundation.
12: I love that. And again, I am speaking with Grace Encapier, who is the Director of Evangelization for the Young Catholic Professionals Portland chapter. Now, Grace, uh, many people in our local area might have seen one of our events being advertised, and they might see that these events often have a focus, such as learning from a speaker, or networking with other young Catholics. Um, but can you tell us about how YCP uh, specifically has a focus on our spiritual life, among all the other things, how YCP can really have an impact on someone's spiritual life and their relationship with the Lord?
13: Yes, I think um, YCP does a really beautiful job of presenting the faith in a gentle way. Obviously, it's very much in our identity. We're young Catholic professionals. And I think through our monthly events, um, it's a very gentle introduction. So Mm -hmm. we have opportunities for prayer. Um, We have opportunities for the sacrament of confession, opportunities for adoration. We have various prayers that we present through the year. Um, I think our biggest event that we provide a spiritual opportunity is during our retreat where we have confessions and mass, and we have an opportunity to pray with the monks up at the seminary in the Abbey. And so I think it's it's sprinkled in for sure, because it's so a part of our, our identity. And at each event, you'll encounter prayer in
12: some way. I love that. I, I think I think you're absolutely correct. It's part of everything we do. And I know you and your role, it, that's a big part of what you make sure that we remember. And, and I really appreciate that. And you're right that our retreats are those biggest events. And that's where actually we see the most young adults attend Mm -hmm. is for those retreats at the Abbey. And I think it's because, you know, young people want that. They want that time of prayer um, with the Lord. Grace, can you tell us, you know, if a young adult is looking to come to one of the YCP events, what do we have coming up that they can be a part of?
13: Yes, well, I would say number one, for anyone that's interested in going but just not sure what to expect, I would simply say, "Come and see." Um you're going to, no matter where you are in the journey, you're going to find companions on that same journey. And I think you you really will find that within the culture of our Portland chapter. So I'd love to invite you to our upcoming event on Tuesday, October tenth, at seven p m at St. Thomas More Parish. It's going to be our executive speaker series. So we'll have the opportunity to hear from a speaker, um, a professional in their field. We're going to pray together and we're going to have the opportunity, honestly, to just network and get to know other young adults in the local area. So please come and join us. That's
12: wonderful. And uh, finally, Grace, as we wrap up here, how can people find out more about that event and uh, just about young Catholic professionals in general?
13: They can find um, more information at ycpportland.org, as
12: well as on our socials at ycpportland, especially on Instagram. Perfect. And we will also make sure to share all this information about YCP in the show notes of this podcast. And uh, yes, we just look forward maybe to seeing some new young adults at our next event. Uh, Grace, it has just been wonderful to speak with you today. Uh, Thank you so much for your time.
13: Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you for your time as well. And I look forward to meeting all the new faces.
2: And it is 752 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Really quick and easy. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. You've got a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app.
10: Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at BlanchetHouse.org.
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator, K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak.
8: Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with deepadventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue segment. When I was a young boy, I remember my first time stepping into the ocean. And my six foot four father standing next to me and saying, son, don't ever turn your back on the ocean. Be alert. Look out to sea, because that's where trouble will come from. A wave or a surfboard may hit you. First Peter says, be on the alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking to devour. You realize you have an enemy, man, do you realize there is a roaring lion seeking to devour your family? Over Father's Day, there were a lot of fathers out in the water playing with their children. And I see this a lot, where the fathers are really lost that sense of knowing how to protect their child. They'll be out in the water where the surfers are with their back to the ocean, clueless that there could be a potential hazard for their family. And I'll go up to them and I'll go, I know you really want to watch out for your children. You should be. You should never turn your back on the ocean. And you may want to move your children over there, Away from where the surfers are. Because there's a lot of beginners out here. They could get hurt. It actually kind of makes me a little bit. I'm going to say it to be honest with you. It makes me a little bit angry. That these men are not protecting their families. They're not alert at all. To the potential danger of a surfboard. That can shoot uh, like a missile. And I'm thinking about the fiery darts of the enemy. That the enemy has aimed at your family. Be on the alert. Be sober most important thing you can do is to pray for your family. I pray a decade of the rosary every day for each child in my family, for my wife. Pray for your children. Be on the alert. This is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with
4: Deep Virtue. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran.
10: And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary.
4: Join us every weekend on Mater Day
7: Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass.
10: It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio.
2: The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy.
0: It's inspiration. It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Matter Day Radio.
2: 757 and Matter Day Radio. And the U.S. Postal Service has a warning for you. We'll have that in the news.
3: And they have been gorging themselves all summer. Now it's time to vote who is the chonkiest of them all. It's Fal- Bear Week in Alaska, and I'll tell you who's in the running. That coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
14: Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Little Giovanni was born when his father was away on business in Assisi, Italy. His mother was a French noblewoman who had married a successful silk merchant, and the family desired for nothing in the 1100s. Upon his return, Giovanni's father renamed the small boy to Francesco, a commemoration for his love of all things French. Francesco took full advantage of his life as a wealthy merchant's son. He squandered his money on all pleasures he desired, dressed in the finest robes, and was in no way a sore to the eyes. And he very much knew it, using that to his advantage to take over his father's trade and get anything he wanted. One day he was selling silks in the marketplace when a beggar approached him in the middle of the sale. After the trade was made and the happy customer strolled off, Francesco out of nowhere ran after the beggar and gave him everything without thinking. His act of charity was met with mockery from his friends and a total outrage from his father. But this small act of charity would be a foreshadowing of his own future. In 1202, Francesco joined the military and was captured as a prisoner of war. It was there that Francesco had plenty of time to contemplate on his life and begin his conversion. He was later released, but quickly returned to his old way of life until he re-enlisted in 1205. This time, he received a vision from Jesus, calling Francesco to abandon his worldly life and restore Christ's church. And that's exactly what he did. Life wouldn't become easy for Francesco with his new zeal of faith. When asked if he would ever settle down and get married, he responded that he would become the best friar bride the world had ever seen. His family definitely disapproved of his new vocation for religious life and his father was thrown into such a rage that he disinherited Francesco altogether. There was no turning back now. From that moment on, Francesco happily traded in his riches for something greater. He begged for his income and would continue having visions from Christ. He visited hospitals and prisons, preached in the streets to anyone who would listen, and in 1209 had such a following that he established the Franciscan order. He would also come to take St. Clair of Assisi under his wings as a spiritual student and inspired her to establish the poor Clares. He retired from his life of ministry work soon after, and for the last few years of his life received small stigmatas, or wounds that mimicked those of the crucified Christ until his death in 1228. His life was based on a simple statement, leave all and follow me. He composed hymns reflecting on nature, creation, and God's animals. It was said that Francesco was such an eloquent speaker that even the birds and fish would stop to listen. The man we know now as St. Francis of Assisi lived his life simply for God and cared for his creation. He left everything to follow Christ, which is exactly what God calls each of us to do. May we hold Christ as top priority in our own lives and run to him each day. St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of animals, pray for us.
2: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints and to pray with Matri-Day Radio. Please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at MatredayRadio.com. It's eight o'clock.
3: Pope Francis opened the Synod on Synodality's three-week assembly on Wednesday with a call to remember that the church exists to bring Jesus to the world and should face today's challenges with a gazed. Fixed on God rather than political calculations or ideological battles. Speaking in St. Peter's Square for the Synod's opening Mass on October 4th, Pope Francis underlined that the primary task of the Synod is to refocus our gaze on God to be a church that looks mercifully at humanity. The Pope resided over Mass on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, concelebrated by nearly 500 priests, bishops, and cardinals, including 20 of the Catholic Church's newest cardinals. The 9 a.m. Mass began under bright sunshine with a procession through St. Peter's Square of the delegates of the Ordinary Synod of Bishop, which for the first time includes laymen and women as full voting members. The Senate delegates will meet in Vatican's Paul VI Hall October 4th to the 29th. The three-week assembly is the first of the two-part Synod on Synodality that will conclude in 2024.
2: The U.S. Postal Service is warning the public about a scam that's trying to get your personal information. It's a text message to your phone with an unfamiliar web link that indicates a U.S. Postal Service delivery requires you to respond. Do not click on it. The texts are not legitimate and should be reported and deleted. Postal Service offer does offer free tools to track specific packages, but you have to register for it online or initiate a message and provide a text number. You will not get an unsolicited text message or email. And if you do, ask for tracking and provide a tracking number. A legitimate message won't contain a link. Officials say scammers often attempt to disguise themselves as a government agency, like the Postal Service, bank, or other company, with the goal of getting your personal info, like passwords or social security numbers. Have you ever gotten one of those texts? Oh, for sure. And you look at it and you go, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's not, not really right. Real.
3: Or uh, when I worked at the bookstore, we got a an email that says, here's your return um coupon or return address label print this and for your package and we used to send things back all the time yeah it locked up the system Mm -hmm. when it got downloaded right Starting this month, the Clark County Food Bank School Pantry Program will allow families to pick up free food at school locations across Vancouver throughout the school year. A partnership with Share Vancouver Evergreen Public Schools and Vancouver Public Schools, the School Pantry Program provides fresh food for pickup once a month at 16 different school locations. At each site, which will be available for a one-hour period each month, families must provide their Clark County Food Bank Intake Card and the names and birthdays of each of their respective households. Families who do not have an intake card will be issued one on site. Last year, the school pantry program distributed an estimated 185,000 pounds of fresh foods across all sites, averaging about 500 households accessing pantries per month.
2: Sorry to see this. It's the end of an era for one of Portland's first sports bars, the legendary Claudia's Sports Pub on Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard will be closing its doors after 65 years of operation. Next Monday, October 9th, will be its last day of service. Its owner, Martin Spathos, wrote on social media, It has been a privilege to be a part of the community all these years. While this difficult decision marks the end of an era, the spirit of Claudius will live on in Portland lore the stories, bonds, and history made within these walls will never be forgotten. Claudia's opened in 1958 with wow. owners yeah, owners Jean and Claudia Spathos at the helm. Its signature look was the swiveling captain chairs, two-sided bar, fireplace, and lots of screens to watch sports over the years. There will be a farewell party this Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m., Claudia's will announce a new business at its location in the coming days. So I've been to Claudia's numerous times Uh over the years. They would have like watch parties. Like, for example, if Oregon State was playing on the road, then they'd host a watch party there and you could go and uh, be a part of it. But yeah. End of an era. End of an era, definitely. If you drive down Hawthorne, you'd see Claudia's there, you know, again, for years.
3: Uber is adding a new task to its list of services, mailing consumers return packages. The ride hauling and delivery company said Wednesday that its drivers will collect up to five prepaid and sealed packages and drop them off at a local post office or at UPS or FedEx stores. Uber will charge a flat fee of $5 for the service or $3 for its Uber One members. The San Francisco-based company said the service will be available in nearly 5,000 U.S. cities to start. Uber said customers will be able to choose package drop-off locations within its app. Only locations open for at least the next hour will be uh, listed. Drivers will provide visual confirmation once a package has been dropped off. While the service is expected to be used primarily to return packages, Uber drivers will also mail new packages that are sealed and have prepaid labels. Demand for Uber's return package service could be around 574,000 parcels on business days. Wow. That's a lot of return mail.
2: Yeah, no doubt. In sports, well, tough break for the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert, literally. The former University of Oregon star fractured a finger on his left hand during the Chargers' 24-17 win over the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. This sounds painful just having it happen. Herbert suffered the injury when his finger got stuck in a helmet after he threw an interception late in the third quarter of the game. He wore a splint on the finger for the remainder of the contest. Now, fortunately, the break occurred on Herbert's non-throwing hand, so it is not expected to limit his playing time. In fact, Chargers officials say if the team had a game this weekend, uh, Herbert would probably play. Luckily, though, for the Chargers and Herbert, they have a bye. Already a bye. This week. Yep, so uh, he, he gets another week to, to recover. But, yeah, the only thing I worry about, with the, even though it's not on his throwing hand, it's taking a snap. Okay. You, you know, because you, you're using two hands to sure. get the ball. And so I'm not quite sure. I'm sure they'll work it out, but I'm not quite sure if the finger's got a splint on it, how that handles, you know, when I you don't. Get smoke, I'm
3: so. sure they have the latest technology oh, on, yeah. on how to I'm repair sure. that finger and yeah. allow them to keep playing because that's the most important part, right? I just
2: think about your Ouch. finger getting in the helmet and
3: broken. I could oh. feel it like a dislocation, like something yeah. would get it pulled. Yeah. That's, yeah, mm. going to be tough if you're going to play football. Oh, yeah. Well, David, it's time to fill in your brackets. All right. It's obviously not March Madness, but it is Fat Bear Week. And the chonky field of 12 bears looks to be a fierce competition, but only one can take home the title on Fat Bear Tuesday. (laughs) So in case you missed it, Fat Bear Week champions the brown bears of Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska as as they complete their transformations from scrawny to gargantuan yeah. for hibernation. Okay. Fat Bear Week is a celebration of success and survival. And it's a way to celebrate the resilience, adaptability, and strength of Katmai's brown bears. Bears are matched against each other in tournament-style competition. And online visitors can vote on which bear is ultimately crowned the Fat Bear Week 2023 champions. Over the course of the week, visitors learn more about the lives and histories of the individual bears while also gaining greater understanding of Katmai's ecosystem. All right, so here are a few of the twelve you can vote for. Okay. 32 Chunk is his name. (laughs) He was first identified in 2007 as an independent, chunky-looking two-and-a-half-year-old bear. He has been a large adult for several years, yet in past years his behavior was enigmatic. He would sometimes play with the other bears or wait patiently to scavenge leftover salmon. He was also often unwilling or unable to successfully challenge some of the other big males at Brooks River. In summer of this year, though, Chunk used his size and confidence to his advantage. Even Bear 747 deferring the best fishing spots to him. Mm. Then there's Bear 24, uh, 284, medium-sized adult female with perky ears, a long neck, and prominent shoulder hump. Boy, that sounds beautiful. Wow. Now, she established her presence quickly at the river as she separated from her mother in 2011. And she's used the river every year since. Bear 284's legacy, like that of her mother and grandmother, was cemented as she protected her cubs and showed them the skills necessary to survive. She's part of a legacy that spans generations. And then, well, there's 747. Few brown bears ever grow as large as the bear who shares an identification number with a jet airplane. Now, when 747 was first identified in 2004, he was a relatively young bear, only a few years old, and unable to compete with larger bears for the most preferred fishing locations. Since then, he has become a giant among bears, once estimated to weigh 1400 pounds he's skilled efficient anglers so it should be a fierce competition so you can vote one time every day by going to the fat bear week competition and there's other contenders you can read all about them
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
3: Coming up on Friday at 7 o'clock, it is First Friday, Holy Hour and Social Hour for Young Adults at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Portland. St. Michael's young adults invite others from all parishes for their monthly Holy Hour Social Hour. The theme of this year's Holy Hours is based on the hymn, Adore Te Devotee. The Holy Hour includes live music, group rosary, and an invitation to respond to Christ's Eucharistic presence with sincere desire and petition. Remember, you can't find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app.
2: Well, perfect timing on this St. Francis of Assisi feast day. We're going to talk saints and animals with Julian Durko right after the forecast.
4: online at BestBuyBark.com or 503-645-6665 are
5: you a young adult in your 20s and 30s are you looking to bring christ into your everyday work hi i'm chris dohanik the president of the portland chapter of young catholic professionals our mission is to challenge train and inspire young adults to work and witness for christ No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org.
7: One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater De Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary.
2: My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply saddened
8: by what has happened to your house.
7: Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater De Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Motrade Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 814 on Monterey Radio. Well, we'll see gradual
2: clearing today after some morning clouds, a high of 67 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight low of 54, and then we'll see sunshine tomorrow, high of 77.
3: Currently 55 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland
2: and 47 degrees at Regis St. Mary Schools in Staten.
3: Of course, when we think about our beloved pets and the joy they bring us, you can't help but think Saint Francis, who was also a lover of animals. But he would not be the only saint who had a close friend or a an saintly animal that helped them along the way. Joining us today, as she does have incredible stories about the lives of the saints, our good friend, Julie Anderko. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for being with me today.
6: Thanks for having me. I love being on Modern Day.
3: When you brought this idea to me about the, uh let's talk about saints and animals, I went, well, you know, St. Francis. And you said, oh, he's that, that one we know lots about. But there are many others who have really powerful stories in connection with animals. And I said, well, let's talk about them. So I want to talk to you today about other saints that also had connections to animals and their incredible stories. So let's start off with Grigio.
6: Let's start off with Grigio. So that is a, a big gray dog, big gray dog. And this was... Uh, a dog that, well, I'm not sure if he belonged to Don Bosco or not. Don Bosco wasn't sure either, but he's associated with him in a big powerful way. And, And there was a lot of kind of controversy over it. So Don Bosco sat down and I've got three pages where he just tells about his relationship with Grigio. And for one, he never could find Grigio's owner ever. And he tried, could not find an owner for him. But he Don Bosco, you don't think of him as a controversial character, but he was really he was because he had these boys and he was getting them off the streets. Mm-hmm. OK, so, you know, that was controversial because people saw them as um, delinquents. They were going to be no good. It was they just didn't want that. They, they didn't believe in it. Um, they found them as a threat and they found his the way he was going at this, getting boys out of prisons and stuff, people just were afraid and and they just, they just didn't see it his way. And he really was helpful to a lot of young men and then later young women through more homes for them and, and help for them, you know? But so political people had it in for him, okay? Mm. And so sometimes when he would be walking or traveling to go somewhere, there would there would be people laying in wait for him to to maybe kill him or do him great harm or dissuade him from what he was wanting to do and he was not dissuadable. (laughs) you he was he was on purpose on mission and his boys loved him i mean one time he almost died and they just prayed and prayed so hard that they that our lord healed him and he lived but you know he knew it was because they just weren't letting him go i mean he was so loved by them yeah But there were others who hated him, actually hated him. And so Grigio would show up and he would just protect him and save the day and cause some grief when he needed to. He did. Incredible. And so one time, like they go to someone's house and these people's house that he's going to, they have dogs. So they say, well, um, if you're coming with Grigio and why Grigio was there, because it was a dangerous trek each way and it was going to be like after dark. So Don Bosco never called Grigio, never looked for him. He just, but when Grigio showed up, he knew trouble was afoot. Okay, that's how it was. And so he goes to these people's house and that part of it's all good. Um, And, but they decide, you know, their dogs are going to get mad at Grigio and they're not going to like it. So let's lock up the dogs. So let's lock Grigio up in a room. And so they do. And then when it's time to go, they go to get Grigio and he's not there. He's just not there. The window's not open, no one's let him out, and it was a mystery, he's just not there. The other thing is, anytime somebody would try to feed Grigio, he didn't eat. Grigio never ate in front of Don Bosco ever, and he was offered. So that's why there's this idea that maybe, maybe Grigio wasn't a dog, maybe Grigio was an angel.
3: Oh, I love that, his guardian angel.
6: Maybe, took the form of a dog, always was there when he needed him, because he was a dog physical, he was there, Don Bosco petted him, he was real, but he never, he searched and searched and searched to find the owner, could never. And Grigio was in fantastic shape and he was huge. And he was in fantastic fantastic shape. And when he was with Don Bosco all day and then Don Bosco would have a meal or whatever, the dog didn't eat. So that's why there's, and so he, Don Bosco doesn't say, you know, I think he was a guardian angel. He doesn't say, I think he was a dog. He doesn't say, all he says is, this is what happened, think what you want, but I never found his owner.
3: Obviously, it must have been a very holy dog, because I've never run across a dog, especially in my own home, that wasn't right there to grab a handout if I was there to give it to him. (laughs) So, well, wonderful for Big Grigio to take, he had his orders, and he made sure to take care of them. Julian Durko joining us today to talk about some saints and some animals that are associated with them. We often think of dogs, you know, because they're so close to humans. They're so interested in us. We have this special relationship with them, but it's not always a dog. That's the animal that's showing a saint the way. Tell us another story.
6: Okay, so I'm thinking of St. Anthony and the fish. So this is a very short story, but there's more to think about it when you consider it. St. Anthony was an amazing preacher and one time, n- nobody was going to listen to him preach. There was bad press put out about him or whatever, and nobody was going to show up. And he was like the best preacher of his day and time. So he goes to the lake, and he preaches anyway, kind of like St. Francis when he would talk to the birds. right? So St. Anthony and Francis, he goes to the lake, he preaches anyway, and the fish all come to the to the surface, and they put their heads up, and they listen to him. I mean, it's, it's kind of like when, when Jesus says, you know, if these people don't say Hosanna, the stones are going to shout. It's like that, like someone's going to hear this man because he needs to be heard. So creation comes to his aid. And it's interesting. It makes me think of the preternatural gifts, which, which were with Adam and Eve at the creation. Now Mm -hmm. we are restored through baptism, but not fully like the preternatural gifts aren't ours now, which is this, this. Oneness with creation, so you see saints that can like command the weather or things like that, or or speak to the animals or whatever. And this is an example of that. You see it sometimes, uh, where saints will actually talk to animals and the animals understand, not in a way of command and being training, but in a way of understanding. Like these fish, like there, it's it, it was a display of once in a while we get to see those gifts in the saints, you know, like this is what's coming when you get to heaven, you're going to be one with the creation. And like Deacon Echevrius said, God never forgets his creation.
3: That's right. That's right. Wonderful stories we're talking about today with Julie Ondurko. She's joining us today to talk about our wonderful saints and well, some animals and Pets that they loved who helped them along the way. Julie, we talked about Grigio, who came and went to take care of St. John Bosco. And then the fish would come and listen to St. Anthony and preach. But God also places in our life some very special pets that we love. And St. Therese, of course, had a very special place uh, in in her family. And she had a very special dog that was had special meaning to her. Tell us about this one.
6: Well, this is when um, Therese is probably a middle schooler. It's before she leaves home. And her mother, of course, has died when she was four. So shes it's just her dad and her sisters. And her dad gets her. He really searches to get her a good dog. Okay. He wants to get her a, a, the right dog. And so he does a little research, and he gets her a dog. And it's a, a Springer Spaniel. And his name is Tom, and he gets it for her. The whole family loves loves Tom but you can see in some of the family photos he's in there really yeah yeah and um, she really loved Tom and she loved animals you know how she did but I think one of the one of the stories that is so sweet is that when once she entered the convent there was a day when it was there were some workers that had to come in and it was her turn to like they the way I read it turn them out or turn them in opening the door and letting the mm-hmm. workers in and for whatever reason Tom was nearby now you don't know what Tom was doing there I mean he might have left home and he might have hung out at the at the, outside the door because he missed her we don't sure. know but she was there and she opens the door to let the workers in and he comes and he gets under her habit and he <gasps> and he stays under there like and she cries and he dances around can you imagine being the dog of a saint like uh. <laughs> so that's their story and she made a sacrifice you know she didn't just sacrifice family and everything she had to sacrifice her dog to go into the con- convent but it seems like he was close by and that when he had an opportunity he went and saw her
3: I, that's a great story. You know, th- Everything that we have is a gift from God, and that includes these wonderful pets. And they teach us so much about who we are and how to love and how to care for somebody. And as in the case of St. Therese, also how to say goodbye when we're not always able to keep them with us. Julie, I just... I could talk about our pets and animals all day long. I am coming up against my break and there's some great stories that we want to hear about. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour?
6: Oh, it would be my pleasure. And it is
2: 8.25 at Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend. You know my dog, Benny the Beagle. Yes. Oh, he, you
3: always have that look when you think about Benny.
2: He was a, he, now not really a saint, but he was such a sweet dog.
3: He was a good boy. He
2: was a very good boy. And you said Holy Redeemer, Vancouver. Dor- they are
3: having a blessing of the animals today at 5.30.
2: All right, there you go. So are you going to go, are you taking your dogs over?
3: Uh, no, my dog likes to pick fights when he sees <laughs> other dogs. She's just... Yeah, she wouldn't be very
2: good. All right. Well, uh, you can learn all the different activities going on throughout the area, the Archdiocese of Portland up in southwest Washington on our community calendar. You can find that at MaterDayRadio.com or through the Hail Mary media
8: app.
4: Support for MaterDay Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
2: Support for Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org.
9: Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
2: And it is 827 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, Brenda, you want to be Speaker of the House? Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) They're looking for a new person for that position. We'll have that in the news.
3: On the face of St. Francis, Pope Francis issues the awaited Part 2 of Laudato Si, and it has a warning for the whole world. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Sarah Kroger, Impossible Things. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
2: Sarah Kroger and Impossible Things. It is 831 at Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
3: Pope Francis on Wednesday released a new document on the environment that he has described as the second part of his 2015 encyclical Laudato Si and warns of grave consequences if humanity continues to ignore the threat of climate change. The apostolic exhortation titled Laudate Deum, which translates... Praise God, is meant to address what Francis in the document calls the global social issue of climate change. The Pope said that in the eight years since Laudato Si was published, our responses have not been adequate to address ongoing ecological concerns. The Pope wrote that the effects of climate change are here and increasingly evident and warned of increasing heat waves and the possibility of melting the polar ice caps, which he said would lead to immensely grave consequences for everyone. La Date Deum Publication Date today, October 4th, is the feast of St. Francis of Assisi, from whom Francis drew his pontifical name at the start of his papacy in 2013. It is also the start date of the first month-long assembly in Rome of the ongoing Synod on Synodality.
2: Pope Francis tweet of the day, very thought-provoking. He he says, Praise God is the title of this letter. For when human beings pretend to take God's place, they become their own worst enemies.
3: hmm No pretending.
2: hmm well, a small plane crashed into a home in Newburgh last night, killing two people and injuring another inside the plane, according to Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue. A fire department spokesman said people began calling 911 around 7 p.m. to report a plane spiraling toward the ground. The plane crashed into the home off North Cedar Street. No one on the ground was injured, but officials say there were people inside the home, but they were able to get out safely. The crash created a large hole in the roof, and the plane came to rest inside the residence. plane was still inside the home shortly before 9 p.m. last night. What caused the plane to crash would be investigated by the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board. TVFNR is working with the Red Cross to help those who lived in the home and were displaced because of the crash.
3: At least three children and seven adults were killed when a Catholic church in Mexico collapsed during mass on Sunday. The tragedy occurred in the Gulf of Mexico City of Ciudad Madero. State Governor Amerigo Villarreal said 70 were believed to have been inside. That represented a kind of miracle in itself. A parish priest said that minutes before the collapse, the main Sunday mass attended by as many as 300 people had just ended and people exited the church. Locals rushed to the scene with whatever tools they could get a hold of and were working to rescue victims. Rescue teams and military personnel soon arrived, bringing search dogs, thermal imaging cameras, earth-moving equipment, and a crane.
2: Now, well, The House of Representatives is in the market for new leadership. This after Speaker Kevin McCarthy was voted out of a job Tuesday in an extraordinary showdown, a first in U.S. history that was forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and through the House of Representatives and its Republicans' leadership into chaos. Next steps are uncertain, but there is no obvious successor to lead the House Republican majority at this point. Removing the Speaker launches the House Republicans into a difficult task of trying to replace McCarthy took 15 rounds in January over multiple days of voting before McCarthy secured the support from his colleagues to gain the gavel. Following yesterday's stunning vote after a contentious floor debate, Patrick McHenry, a Republican from North Carolina, took the gavel and, according to House rules, was named the Speaker Pro Temp to serve in the office until a new speaker is chosen. I thought I read... Where they can actually choose anybody.
3: Anybody can do yeah, it.
2: Yeah, yeah. David,
3: know. you ought to throw your hat in the no, arena.
2: You know who I'm thinking? Who? The Rock. <gasps> How about that?
3: Dwayne Johnson, put, he'd get stuff taken care of. That's
2: right. You put The Rock up there with that gavel.
3: Could you imagine him? <laughs>
2: okay, I'd like to see that.
3: Drivers trying to take I-84 near the I-205 interchange may run into issues this weekend. TriMet is warning. According to a spokesperson, both directions of I-84 will be closing for three days starting Friday, October 6th through 5 a.m. Monday, October 9th, due to the final construction of a new light rail bridge. The construction is part of TriMet's A Better Red Project, this multi-year construction project, to extend the Red Line to Hillsboro and enhance train movement between the airport and the Gateway Transit Center. According to TriMet, max and bus services won't be affected by construction. However, drivers will need to plan for alternative routes.
2: Do you drive out that way?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, we do, from our house, uh, 205 is close to us, Right, it's it's right there, so if we ever come into Portland, we do tend to take I-5, or excuse me, I-205, and then come in through there, but not so much am I trying to get on or off 84 Mm, there
2: Yeah, it can be busy, that's for sure in sports, Major League baseball playoffs got underway yesterday with four wild card games. so in the American League, it was the Texas Rangers over the Tampa Bay Rays four to nothing, and the Minnesota Twins beat the Toronto Blue Jays three to one in the National League, the Arizona Diamondbacks down the Milwaukee Brewers six to three and the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Florida Marlins four to one. so all the winners are now up one to nothing in those best of three series. Four more wildcard games are on tap for today.
3: Typically, saints are celebrated each year on the day of their death, marking their first day in heavenly bliss. However, this doesn't always work in the liturgical calendars, and sometimes historians don't know the exact date of a saint's death or confuse dates on the calendar. In the case of St. Francis of Assisi, he died in the evening of October 3rd of 1226. Members of the Franciscan order continue to recollect his last hours with a service called the transitus of St. Francis. The Latin word simply means passing over, and so it marks the passing over of St. Francis of Assisi into eternal life. Now, one of the reasons why St. Francis of Assisi was abs- assigned October 4th was because there was some confusion about when he died. When St. Francis of Assisi was canonized by Pope Gregory the Ninth, the date of his feast day was fixed on October 4th. And he said, we decree that he be celebrated worthily and solemnly by the Universal Church on the 4th of October, the day on which he entered the kingdom of heaven. And St. Bonaventure also wrote A Life of St. Francis, and in the biography he wrote, Now the Holy Father departed from the shipwreck of this world in the year 1226 on the fourth day of October at late evening of a Saturday, and on the Sunday he was buried. Well, what makes this confusing is that when you look at the calendar of 1226, I know you have that year hanging in your in your mm-hmm. room yeah. uh, office there, David. October 3rd is a Saturday, not a Sunday. Uh So again, there was this confusion. Now, while October 4th may not be the exact date of Pope St. Francis' death, the church has decided to continue the long tradition of commemorating his remarkable life on this day.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
3: And coming up Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, it is Queen of Peace Parish Mission with Miriam Marston. Queen of Peace Parish, of course, down in Salem. The theme is Built for Beatitude, Seeking Holiness in Daily Life. Dinner each night is at 530. Please RSVP if you are going to attend the dinner and if you need Child care. Remember, you can't find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, Mazarday and the Hail Mary Media app.
2: You know, uh, Queen of Peace Pastor Father Tim McItis.
3: Yes. Going to
2: be with us on <gasps> Sherathon next he is week.
3: Fantastic.
2: Yeah. Always enjoy talking with Father Tim. Uh, coming up, continue our conversation with Julie, Julie on Durko on Saints and Animals right after the forecast. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the Spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org.
9: Hi I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion.
2: And it is 841 at Monterey Radio. Well, it's going to be a pretty nice day today. Morning clouds out there. Then we'll see some clearing late this afternoon, a high of 67 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 54. And then becoming sunny on Thursday, a high of 77. Warming up to the low 80s on Friday.
3: Currently, it is 58 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver.
2: And 57 degrees at the Madeline Church in Portland.
3: And I am back with Julie Ondurko. We're talking about the saints and how animals had played a role in their faith. Julie is host of Your Next Mission from God, and she's joining me today to tell us some more stories about these incredible saints. Julie, thanks so much for staying with us.
6: Oh, I'm so happy to be here.
3: Uh, so again, to recap, in our first half hour, we talked about guardian dogs and fish who love to listen to sermons and how St. Therese loved her dear, dear dog, too there's also the desert fathers and we know a little bit about a saint who's more than a hundred years old and he had a particular encounter with some animals. I got to know more about this one.
6: Well, I'm talking about Paul of the desert. So we're familiar with Anthony of the desert. Mm -hmm. He was considered the first desert father, but there's actually someone named Paul who was out there in the desert before him. And, um, so he goes out in the desert, um, because he's, uh, escaping something i don't know what it is he ends up staying he just decides he's gonna be so he lives there forever it seems he's i don't know exactly but i think he's about 120 years old he's well over 100 and he's been living there a long time so anthony of the desert he's thinking i gotta find this guy because there's no one like anthony of the desert he wants a friend who can share the experience of that desert living in that particular time in history he wants not just a friend, but someone who can identify with him. So he finds out how to find him. He goes out in the general area, and then he sees, I think it's a a, a wild cat or a coyote. He sees something go through uh, an, an area. So he follows it, and it leads him to Paul. And so these two meet. Now, this is interesting because Paul had this little sanctuary in there a palm tree and a water spring and a raven used to bring him a half a loaf of bread every day to eat that was his food so mm-hmm. that's how and and the date palm and the date gave him some clothes he would he would weave the fronds, and so anthony finds him there and at first he won't let him into the cave anyway it's funny there you know it, it's interesting what it's like when you've been away from people for so long but Anthony convinces them, let me in, let me in. And they become great friends in a very short time. And so the raven that day brings one loaf. So there's enough for both of them. They spend three hours arguing over who's going to tear the loaf because because who's the lesser and the senior of the two of them. And and they're like trying to outdo each other in humility. Finally, they grab it and they tear it together. (laughs) And they share a meal of this bread that that raven brought. But anyway, Anthony's looking for a friend. So... Paul sees Anthony as an answer to his prayers. You are here to help me die. And Anthony's like, no way. I need a friend. I need a contemporary. Mm-hmm. I don't need you dying on me. Okay. So he prayed for a friend and they both have different prayers, right? Yeah. Well, God's going to answer Paul's prayer because Paul is going to die. Um, but what he asked of of Anthony. So in this very short time they spend together, they become very close friends in a short time because there's this level of holiness it's like being in the body of christ it's escalated beyond belief and so they have this deep friendship that is formed through the love of christ quickly very quickly a matter of hours and so paul thinking that he's going to spare anthony his death says will you go and i know that you were given the cloak of athanasius would you go and get it for me Mm-hmm. And so Anthony, wanting to be a good friend, makes it the two-day trek out of the desert to go get the cloak. He's on his way back with the cloak. He doesn't even spend any time. He just grabs it and goes. He doesn't even talk to anybody. And he's on his way back. And on his way back, he sees the soul of Paul leaving and going yeah. to heaven. So he, he knows that he has died. And when he gets there, he finds Paul in, in his cave with his, on his knees with his arms outstretched. He's just dead there like that and and anyway but paul is like 120 years old and anthony is pretty close he's over 90 and now he's got to bury him and it's the desert he's like what do i do you Mm -hmm. know what i do so he gets his body out outside the cave and he doesn't know what how he's gonna do this because it's, it's it's impossible for him to do by himself and he looks off in the distance and he sees two lions running towards him and he's like now fearing for his own life mm. and hoping that Paul's body's not going to get desecrated and eaten you right. know he's thinking all these things but these lions approach they sniff the body of Paul in unison they lift their heads and they let out a huge roar and then they dig the grave. Wow. They dig the grave. And so the, the grave is dug. Uh, uh, St. Anthony gets Paul's body into the grave. He's saying all these prayers. All the while, the lions bow their head. While he's saying it all and for the, the prayers of the mm. dead. And then when he's done, they turn around and they dig and they cover it up they cover up the grave and then they go to St. Anthony and they bow their heads and they wait for his blessing before they leave. Hmm. Is that just the neatest story?
3: Again, uh, the intervention of of angels or something, helpers. God yeah. sends us helpers.
6: Yeah. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? That's I just beautiful I just story. love that story about <laughs> Saint Saint Paul and um and he did he he did get parried in the cloak of Athanasius, so that was kind of cool. I love
3: it, Julie Andurco joining us today to tell us about saints and some companions and helpers. Julie, it's just incredible to have these stories about holy people that they've been passed down, and people just come to know and love them. And one saint that so many in our day and age who really look to this saint because of the turmoil that we go through, St. Martin de Porres. And he also has an incredible story. Tell us about him.
6: Well, Martin de Porres deserves his own big, long show. He's one of the most humble, beautiful saints with his own story. But we're focusing on the animals, and they recognized his holiness. Mm. And... um you know, we talk about these preternatural gifts. He obviously had them because he could communicate with the animals. He just did. And so at his cell, they would show up like a turkey would show up and it'd have a wound. It'd be, like to be healed. And he would tell the turkey, he'd fix it. He, he'd he bandage the wound and let the turkey stay in his room until the turkey was ready to leave and healed. There was a dog that got in a bad scrap and he was all torn up and he needed to be stitched up and so he comes, Martin de stitches him up and's talking to him. He's like, you know what? You need to stay out of these fights because you're not going to always, you're not going to maybe survive them. And when he's all well, he sends him back to his men. Go back to your master and be a good dog. Don't get any fights anymore. <laughs> you know, he was doing these kinds of things. And one time there was a bunch of mice, you know, and they wanted the mice out of the um, friary and, and they were going to try to exterminate them. Everyone would kill the mice. So he just talks to the mice and he's like, okay, I'll feed you outside, but you need to stay out of our clothes and our stuff, stay out of the building. And they did. They they just (laughs) they just left. They did. There was one dog. Oh, this is an interesting story. And this is in a book. It's documented that this happened. There's eyewitnesses. But one dog, he he had mange, which is something treatable and curable. And he belonged to one of the brothers and um, the brother decided that the mangy dog, it looks bad, you know, the mangy dog needed to be put down. So he hires somebody to put him down. Okay. And that person knocks the dog on the head and, um, you know, buries him. Martin fell out, found out about it. And so he goes and he gets the dog's body and he chastises the brother and says, this is not how you treat a loyal friend. Oh and um he brushes them off and cleans them up and then he brings them back to life that's the story i'm telling you anyway and the other thing too you know like he cared like about needless suffering even in animals because believe me he took care of people so i'm not making him out to be this animal loving person who didn't love people he loved people he took care of people he cured people he prayed this this is a saint beyond but he has this this preternatural part of him though he's one with the with the with his creation and when he was dying the priest who was or the doctor who was taking care of him decided he needed a poultice and they killed a rooster and they made this thing they're going to put on him and and martin knew he was dying and he knew that that wouldn't help and it wouldn't do anything and he's like you wasted his life because it's not doing me any good so you know he just he's just had this perspective Mm. that was holistic and beautiful and very, very saintly, the most humble saint I think I know. Oh,
3: I love that. Yeah. And what a great example of compassion. I mean, we know that, that animals don't have a soul, but they're gifts from God. They're part of God's creation. And St. Martin de Porres is such a beautiful example of compassion mm-hmm. for sure. Well, Julie, we could talk all day long and I know there are many, many stories that we could share. So I just want to thank you so much for your time today in joining us and we'll bring into life these wonderful saints.
6: Thank you, Brenda.
3: Now, if you want to learn more about the saints and Julie has many, many stories about their lives, be sure to tune in to your next mission from God. You'll find all of her archive shows at com, and you can listen on your way home today with the Hail Mary Media app.
2: And it is 8:52 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we are just a few days away from our fall charathon with the theme Be Changed. Thereathon Sharathon Monday, October 9th through the 13th, just right around the corner. We hope you will join us. We have some wonderful guests lined up, volunteers here in the Mater Day radio studios to answer your telephone call so it is just going to be a wonderful week you can learn more about the charathon and if you like you can even make a pledge right now to our matching fund all the information is on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail
4: Mary media app support for Mater Day radio comes from our leadership circle members including Dr. Mark Bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722 that's 503-252-1722
7: hello this is father peter julia the director of vocations for the archdiocese of portland and oregon Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary media app, or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle.
0: Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is
2: 855 in Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast for today. Some morning clouds, then clearing this afternoon, high of 67 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 54. Then Thursday, probably a few morning clouds out there, then becoming sunny, warmer, high of 77 Friday sunny, 81. Saturday sunny, 80. So uh, some nice days ahead. It's currently 57 degrees in the Rose City.
3: And closing our show today, here's PJ Anderson and Rise. Ooh, whoa.
15: time to put distance between truth and all the lies. We are not just rising to give in to the fall. Your love has come to bring new life to us all.
2: P.J. Anderson and Rise. It's 859 at Monterey Radio. That's going to do it for the Morning Blend on this Wednesday, the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. Thank you so much for joining us. Brenda and David here and on a Taco Tuesday, what are you making for dinner? Well,
3: it's Taco Wednesday.
2: Taco Wednesday. That's right. I think I'm so used to saying Taco exactly. Tuesday. It's uh, National Taco Day. I'm making
3: tacos for yeah. dinner, David. That's the most important thing.
2: National Taco Day today. Check out probably some good local deals out there. Oh, I
3: bet you can find some. Yeah. Can't go wrong with the taco today. That is going to wrap Wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Miriam Marston on this evening. She will be blazing the trail. You've got great programming till then. We hope you all have a very blessed day.